What's going on, everybody? This is What's the Way Quarantine Edition. The guys and I are here in our designated locations, which is hopefully our homes. And we we are here out of probably most of mostly boredom. And um, I know we took a hiatus, but things play into that. But at least we're given a quarantine edition of What's the Wave. So. My name is Brandon. Yes, sir. My name is Brandon. I'm here by, with Tyler and Nate. Fellas, how y'all doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Quarantine is killing me. Let me just say that. Quarantine is killing me. <laughs> and um, I can't wait for everything to be over, but I just want to say a little bit of something before we go further. Um, I Let me just say... I know people are in the house and and they're like me. They're miserable in the house. So for the love of God, please, if you don't have a good reason to, to be out, stay in the damn house, please. We please, want this to be please over, do stay in the house. And I, we want to get back to our regular lives. I don't like my job, but you know what? I like making money. So let's get right. that. And I can't get through the unemployment either. So, I mean, come on, let's get it going. But... I mean, goodness, fellas, like, how, how much has happened since we've been gone? Like, I, I can't believe I'm actually going to say this, but we are approaching three months since Kobe Bryant's been dead. And just just remembering how we was going to record our next episode, I believe we was going to talk about Kobe, and then, boom, he passes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I think that we do need to catch up people a lot because you know Kobe has always been a, t- a hot topic on our show for from since its inception in 2018, and um, I just I just curious like where were y'all when y'all heard the news like like how did y'all take it because I have a whole story behind this too. Um, who you want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, you can. Anyone can take it. All right, so um, I believe it was a, a Sunday, right? I was um, I was on the bus, right, on my way to the gym, and so I go and I sit down and I'm listening to I forgot who I'm listening to at the time, but I'm on the bus or whatever, and um, I'm on Twitter, so I'm scrolling down Twitter. I see the typical like Twitter memes and all type of like regular Twitter stuff, and then I see a tweet. Somebody tweeted, wow, that's crazy what just happened to Kobe. So I see it. I'm like, Kobe. Maybe they're talking about, like, Kobe from, like, a TV show or something like that because I don't really pay attention to, like, this generation and they whatever. So I'm thinking of that. So I'm scrolling some more. Then I see it again. I'm like, wow, Kobe Bryant, woo, woo, woo. So I'm like, oh, what happened with Kobe? And I scroll down a little bit more, and then the TMZ, uh, the TMZ link comes through, and it says Kobe Bryant was involved in the uh the helicopter crash and um I got first I'm thinking of it it wasn't confirmed yet so maybe it's just like a hoax or maybe it's just whatever. So I'm trying to click on links and every link I click on it's just like nothing's coming up. I guess it was just so busy people trying to figure it out. Right. That nothing popped up. So um but maybe like ten minutes or so passed and then they confirmed that Kobe Bryant was in the helicopter. And I don't know how it was for you guys, but it just, like, I was just frozen. Like, like I was just stuck. And I, I couldn't believe it. 
and it's almost like things just kind of moved in slow motion. If it makes sense. So um, yeah, like my first my first reaction was just like shock and just disbelief. And then when the other information came out that his daughter was on the helicopter too, it was just it just mm-hmm. was tragic. So. Then you want to go next one? We take this one, man. I'm a, you can take this one, man. Uh, all right. So it was it was an early morning, and my girlfriend happened to sleep over at the time, and um, it was it was a rare occurrence, a rare occurrence at the time when she did sleep over, and um, and I had taken off of work that day because um, I simply didn't want to go, and I felt like I needed a break, so I stood home and um, probably to the chagrin of my boss, but whatever, you know, everybody needs a break, but um. I got from making breakfast, and I had my boys coming over because that was that happened to be the day of the Royal Rumble, and I have this thing where I, I have all my guys over, watch the Royal Rumble, typical grown guy stuff. Because I mean that what I mean, grown men do this stuff, you know. I'm totally joking, but I remember I'm laying into my girl's arms, and I get a tweet notification. I follow um this guy Aaron Lemming. He's very very good with covering the Bears, and. I had a tweet notifications on, so he quoted something and said, "Oh my!" And usually, when you when you have a tweet notification on for somebody, it doesn't show the entire tweet. You have to see if they had quoted something. So he quoted, "Oh my!" Dot dot dot, and I'm just like, "Okay, this might be urgent." I see TMZ next to it. I saw Kobe Bryant has died in a helicopter crash. I stormed out the room. I, I stormed out the room. I called my brother because my brother is as big as a Kobe Bryant fan as I am. I told him he didn't believe me. I told my uncle he didn't believe me. I called my mama and she didn't believe me. And then I just remember like just me being out of my room for the time being and just coming back into my room and just looking into my girlfriend's eyes. I'm just like, wow, like he's really dead. And I, I literally cried into her arms because I just want to remind everybody, Kobe Bryant's my favorite athlete of all time. Of all time, like there's like there's Kobe Bryant and there's everyone else, and there's Al Pools probably the second. But like that day was just just unforgettable, just for how much stuff happened in within that time in terms of like the the tributes, even the criticisms from the from the fake woke uh, feminist, and just just people. Just people were everywhere with reactions, and it was just something that I, I couldn't believe. I still don't believe. Even after the funeral, I still just refuse to believe. I still think he's in retirement, just chilling in retirement. It's hard to believe Kobe Bryant's dead. It's hard to believe that and, man. It really and is. That's basically yeah. I've been you know, I and and, and just one last thing before I, you know, I hand it over to Nate. It's it's crazy because I'm one of the main people who say. Don't be, you know, so heavily like, you know, involved with the life of celebrities because it's not a, a really a healthy thing. And I'm always the main one who says that, but now I understand it completely. Yeah, man, it's totally different because, like, with Kobe, it's like I, I understand exactly how you felt, like. Maybe you shouldn't be too invested in too many celebrities' lives, but it's just some of those people they they make such a, a a great impact on life and and the game that you love and just you know just being a great person themselves. 
and you just want to follow them. Not even follow them, but you just want to like you know you embrace them. You want you embrace them in your life. You 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 follow their 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 um the ways of living because they're just so down to earth and they're just so you know helping. That's what Kobe was. You know he he was a competitor, but he was just a great human. Um, but uh. It's it's so crazy, dog. When like when when I found out, let me tell you, I'm afraid of heights. I don't go on planes often. I don't I don't travel like really. I love to. Tra- I want to do that, you know what I'm saying. But I don't do it that often. But I took a trip to to Texas. You feel me? And um, when I took the trip to Texas, I'm coming back right. Mm-hmm. And on my way back Sunday, everything's normal, and I'm with my lady. I'm I'm talking about everything, you know. Um, with her family, and we're talking about sports, and I'm always bringing up Kobe because just like Coach B, um, like everything that I do, uh, everything that, that he loves with Kobe, I love like like Kobe, you feel me? Like I have his jerseys, I have his T-shirts, I have everything. Um, and I was just talking about him. I had to get on two flights. One was a 30-minute flight and one was a five-hour flight. Right before my 30-minute flight, I'm talking about how Kobe did this to the Nets, how he dunked on um, – What's his name? Wallace and Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Um, I was just talking about that. And we got on the flight, get off the flight, waiting for the next flight. I get some food and everything is in shock. You feel me? And I look in, I look up, somebody telling me that Kobe Bryant died. And I immediately just turned around. I didn't even want to believe it because I I just I, it just sounded like mumbling. It didn't, it didn't even sound like English to me because I didn't know that those words could even be formed. Mm-hmm. It, like Kobe Bryant sounded like, you know, uh, Superman. Like <laughs> I didn't I didn't even think that that was possible. You know, like I, I thought he was going to live forever for somehow. I thought he was going to outlive me. I thought he, he found a cheat code. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how good of a person Kobe Bryant was. But anyway, um, I find out I'm, I turn around, I sit down. My lady, she in front of me. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, nah, they saying Kobe died. I look up. It's on every screen in the airport. I look to the left of me, um, and it's literally, I'm, I'm in the section of the airport where it's 24. You feel me? Then I look, I look to, the, to the right. It's another thing that says eight. And I look back at the news, and they showing me that it's um, Kobe Bryant. They don't know who's in the helicopter. It could be his family. It could be this and that. And I'm, when I tell y'all, I was so in shock. All I did was cry like a baby. I sat in that airport and I, I just cried because I didn't, I didn't. That was just somebody I like. I, I wanted to be. That was somebody I embodied. Mm-hmm. Like Kobe, Kobe was everything. You feel me? So just that moment, you know what I'm saying? I got on my next flight and I just cried the whole way home, man. Cause <laughs> I'm living my worst fear. My, my, my favorite, you know, athlete dies in my worst nightmare. <laughs> while I'm going on my worst nightmare. You know what I'm saying? Tough, man. It's just a lot to take I, care I, I, I tell you, man, like, it just felt like the shift, uh, like the universe shifted after Kobe passed away. Everything's yeah. different. Every, everything is different. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to be one of those fans and saying like, oh, Kobe was responsible for bringing the world together and whatnot. And, you know, in a sense, he did because, I mean, look what he did for women's basketball. Women's basketball mm-hmm. he gained traction a lot because of Kobe's influence. We know about Oregon basketball because of Sabrina. I don't know her last name. I apologize. But she was one of the top. Um, she She's one of the people who adored Kobe, and she was known because of that. 
and even for her, it's still hard on her. The, the like this this year has just been difficult for her because of Kobe's influence. And then you have when you include Gianna being in that airplane, that that helicopter, it's just like yo. This was Kobe's vision to bring G- bring Gianna to the top of the basketball landscape where he was at one point. Yep. And just for the both of them to get taken away from this world, and they had so much to offer. I think that's the part that 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 just hurts me the most is that I know for a fact it like the world has so much more for Kobe and Gianna. It definitely and, did, and, man. And, and and I think Vanessa said it best, and I and and I, I hate that it's true, but it is true. Kobe couldn't be on this earth if Gian had to join him. As sad as that is to say, it's the truth. Yeah, they both needed each they, other, they, man. They they they, <laughs> they were two peas in a pod. They can't be they they they're the exact same person, the exact same soul. Like you know what I'm saying. The, <laughs> The determination that he had, she had. Everything that he had, she had, and she was gonna take it to the top just like her That's dad right. did. You know what I'm saying? She would, and she and, and everything that she did do at this point, you know, like she still embodied hard work and dedication and, and you know how to stay on the right track of mama mentality. So she completed her mission no matter what. I don't care, you know, if, if she didn't make that WNBA, she still worked as hard as he did. Mm-hmm. She proved her point, she made her stand. And I th- I think what's going to be um, I have a couple of things that I want to, I've been meaning to really really say, and I, I know I mentioned the whole um, fake woke feminist thing about you know Kobe's passing and the smearing after he was passed away. Now I want to ask these people who decided to push their agenda after Kobe. After, excuse me, Vanessa Bryant lost her husband and lost her daughter in that plane crash along with the, I think, the seven others. I, w- I want to make sure I got that right. Seven or eight others. I want to make sure I get that right. Do you feel, do you feel accomplished? Do you feel like you're raising awareness? Because I'm sorry, when Kobe and Gianna were in the limelight mm-hmm. as much as they were, why was this energy not the same thing. Everybody could have been like, "Oh, you're glorifying an accused rapist." Every you, everyone could have said that. If, if it was the any mention of Kobe Bryant, they could have said that, but they didn't. They they picked the time for when he passed away to bring up Colorado. To me, that's that's as shameful as it gets. And I want to make something very very clear: you would not like it. Re- if whatever transgressions that your family member has had, you wouldn't like if someone tried to smear, to smear the person that passed away's name just because they passed away. They don't have, they, they're not allowed to defend themselves. It's not fair and everybody needs to be just more mindful of stuff. How do you think Vanessa is seen as, as a grieving wife, a widow, a grieving mother, Y'all got to be better than this, man. I'm not saying this as as someone who's a major Kobe fan and trying to accuse him of any wrongdoing. Because at the end of the day, we don't know what happened. All we have is a is a transcript. 
that may not be the most popular thing to say, but we have to be real about stuff like this. And if that if that gets me the wrong type of attention, I'm I'm being very 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 defending of my favorite athlete of all time, and rightly so. Yeah, I carried off from there. Yeah, there. Hello. Yeah. Oh, that was, sorry. That was a. But um, yeah, definitely. I understand what you were saying, man. Because I feel like um, it it may not be the most popular thing to say, but at the end of the day, it's it's you're kind of right. You know, like you, but we don't know what happened. So, you know, but Vanessa do need uh, Vanessa does need to be uh, what's her name taken care of. Her family needs to be taken care of because that's a terrible loss. Your daughter. And and your you know your husband at the same time that's a that's a lot of things that's going wrong um at one time that's too that's like the end of your world you know what I'm saying and it's so hard to just to just move on from life from that you know what I'm that's saying a, that's someone that she's known since she was a teenager man like exactly you know, somebody you grew up with like you don't ever get over that stuff you really really never get over that stuff but I want I want to talk about something um so usually there's a wait for the hall of fame when you retire from the uh nba i believe it's four years if i'm not mistaken four or five years it's one of those and kobe bryant has been inducted into the hall of fame and um along with tim duncan and i feel like i'm missing somebody it's kg yeah okay okay um, the Hall of Fame class is very, very stacked this year, and I, I think everyone's excited to see, you know, KG and Tim Duncan take their rightful place among the elites in the NBA. But we already knew Kobe was among the elites. We knew he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. But I think everybody was looking forward to hearing his speech, and the fact that we we are not going to be able to hear his speech. And I don't know if this whole coronavirus thing is going to last until the actual enshrinement is going to happen. But if it does, if it does take place, it's going to, it, the, the void is going to feel massive. And with all due respect to Tim Duncan and KG, like, I don't want to say that no one is really going to care about what they have to say, but they're able to, all, all the attention is going to be, man, Kobe, we're not going to hear Kobe's speech. And I can say personally, for me, I have done, I've gotten better in, a, in somewhat accepting the fact that Kobe is gone. But at the same time, when that enshrinement comes in, all the emotions, all that grief is going to come back knowing I won't hear my favorite player speak at the Hall of Fame. It is one, it is, it is one, like just thinking about it, it, it's just, it makes me upset because it's tough. Because I, I think when some kind like we don't really think about when I, I when our favorite place is going to retire because we see them, we, we see them, we grow up with them, and we're just like, you know, I just want them to keep playing. They got time on their careers, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But when that time actually comes and you see their career be culminated. You're just like, I can't wait to all the stories that they have because usually when you're a fan of a top player, you want to hear everything that this man has gone through on the road, on the court, in the locker room, all of that. The fact you won't hear that, 
In fact, we had to hear stories from Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal and other players when it came to Kobe. It sucks we won't hear from him. And, you know, one thing I, I am hoping is that we get another strong, like, strong-willed speech from Vanessa Bryant when that time comes. Because if there's anybody I would want to hear speak on Kobe's behalf, it is her. Any, anyone else, I could care less. I would want to hear Vanessa Bryant speak speak uh, when Kobe's enshrinement is um, upcoming. Yeah, I think I think she would definitely be a good fit. I think she knows him inside and out, and she would definitely be able to uh, to to tell you what was on his mind. Well, tell the world what was on his mind during his career. Absolutely, you know. And and to be honest, you know, I you know I don't really know um, if this is true or not, but I'm just gonna put it out there. Me being a Kobe fan, I know Kobe is. 30, well, I shouldn't even say 30. I should say 100 times steps further than, than us, than the rest of the world. He probably, I don't want to say finished his speech, but he probably got a little bit, some wrote down, written down before, because he probably thought about that moment for a long time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He knows that we were waiting for him. He know how much of a goat he is. You don't think he want to talk talk his, uh, his junk? You know what I'm saying? Talk about how he did this on Jordan. How yeah, I stole all your moves, but I did it better than you. I feel you. We know what Kobe was gonna say. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I definitely think that Vanessa Bryant. You know, hopefully she does speak because she could definitely say uh, what was on his mind. I think she could mirror it perfectly. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> and um, I just um, man, just thinking about it. Like what his speech could have been like. Like he would have just, he'd have just been very, very calm and soft-spoken, like he usually is. But it would just be such powerful words coming out. And nah, man, I don't think so. I don't think so, man. I think Kobe. I think this would have been what we all been waiting for because Kobe likes to give shows. Like he, yeah, he is a soft-spoken man. He likes to be serious, and I think he will have that part in his speech. But I know, I think, I really think that he was going to show off. I think that was his time. Yeah, I think that's the thing about Kobe. He's a very humble brag type of guy. Like he, yeah. he knows like how good he is. He's just not going. To, he he's going to talk his crap, but he's not going to. Um, he knows how to channel it, and in, in certain times, and you know that's. You got you love to see it. You really, really love to see it. But um Tyler, you wanna add anything? You've been quiet for some time. No, I mean I agree with y'all. Um it would be nice to hear Vanessa Bryant speak, although I mean, like you guys said, she's been dealing with a lot. So I would understand if she doesn't want to speak at it just for the fact that, you know, it might be a little bit emotional and whatever, but I definitely think that Kobe would have added a little, like, subtle jabs in his speech, and he would have been charismatic, but it would have been powerful at the same time, just because that's the kind of guy he was. Cool. Yeah, it's just it, – the, the, the jazz is not going to be there when, when, you know, when the speeches come up. And all, all, all the respect to Tim Duncan, he seemed like he's a funny guy, and you know, outside of the – You, you think know, Tim Duncan's a funny guy? Mild-mannered. He seemed like you're a funny guy to me. I ain't not gonna lie. Okay. 
KG, now KG, 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 KG gonna be funny. Oh, of course. Hey, listen, man, I, I, I'm not for black men tearing another black man down, but I could, I would say, if you take a couple of jabs at Ray Allen, I think I'd be like, okay, yeah, okay, why not? Why not? I know how. Listen, I know how you feel about it because it was that. It was that. Not only that, but it's kind of like right. the situation over. Like we, every, it's all been documented. You had your own show where you talked about them, and like you're gonna keep bringing it on and dragging it. It's you know. I understand. I'm I'm just a guy that likes chaos and and. Fair point. If chaos ensues, I, I'm going to be all here for it. I'm kind of toxic. Now he that. adds like a little. If he adds like a little cheerio line in the speech. That I'm cool with. Oh, okay. are you? I mean, I'm Mellow, like my favorite player, but I'll be it'd be funny. I'll laugh at it if you do one of them. I I like that. If you add a little Cheerio line or you know, something like that. If you add a Cheerio line, I, I promise you, this there's probably gonna be some uh plays in attend in attendance if there is. He Mellow might even be, there. be like, nah, Mellow might even be there. Nah. He might walk out there in KG speech because that was probably one of the most disrespectful things that you could ever yeah, say. They better not even try to pan in on him if he say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they do that, then they doing exactly what the Eski was doing with uh, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook yeah. that one year. Or Peyton Manning trying to uh, stir the pot. But um, the whole thing is going to be special. I-, I-, I hope that there's going to be like a large, you know, I hope it's going to be a, uh, hopefully a large gathering. On night, and it doesn't have you have to be a large gathering. Just a gathering of people, just for everyone to see the speeches and whatnot, and just like really grasp like the, the emotional, the, the the emotion of Kobe's speech, and you know Tim Duncan talking about his stories, pop, mm-hmm. or KG talking about his road stories with the Celtics. I'm here for all of it. I I, I really I really really want to hear it. Or heck, he may even have a story of. Latrell Sprewe are trying to choke out um, PJ Carlissimo. I don't know. I would yeah. want to hear it though. Yeah, I can't so, wait. So we're gonna see. But so, me neither. But you know what? I also can't wait for. I can't wait for basketball to come back. Right. Now I'm I'm a I'm very very pessimistic on the return of basketball. I think that the season is practically over at this point because I don't think a, a solution of you know. Staying in one spot and playing out the season there, I don't think that's going to be plausible for everybody. So I don't right. know how that's going to work. But I, I, I thought about something. I'm like, a lot of people say this was the Lakers' year to win a championship. And as a Lakers fan, I, I agree. If they, this is probably their their best chance to win a you championship, think so? but I, I, I honestly, yeah, and. I, I'm just wondering, like, who benefits more from, like, this whole hiatus? And I was thinking, I'm like, obviously, LeBron getting his, his rest, AD getting healthier, that helps a good deal. But there was questions about the Clippers' chemistry, and you wonder if the chemistry can be sorted out this break so it, it's it's really between those two of whether they can uh, whether you know who's going to benefit more but what do y'all think because I I'm, I'm torn between the two 
I'll be honest. Um, I believe I'll say three teams right now. And y'all might be shocked at these three teams. So I'll go in order. One, the Warriors. Let's talk about how Clay is already he's was resting and now he's resting some more. Then you have Steph resting and he I get what did he came came back and then now he's resting again. Um then you have uh the bench resting and everybody else. They're gonna make some more moves uh during the, the trap the draft picks and things like that. So you never know what's gonna happen with the Warriors. I think that team's gonna actually be a champion. Well not I don't wanna say a championship team, but a definitely a contender again if we continue to see what they do. Um then my second team I would definitely say um the Nets. Mm-hmm. You got Kyrie team. resting. Yeah, you got Kyrie resting and you got uh KD resting. KD's gonna come back super lethal, super healthy. He's gonna come back with a little bit of muscle probably, but but the but lean muscle. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. KD's gonna come back a monster because he feels like he's been left out. Mm-hmm. And I understand. And people understand people don't understand that he's probably uh he was up there with LeBron. Still still is. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Still is, yeah, still is. So, so I, I don't know, man. Uh, and my last team, I'm going with the Heat. I think if they make the right moves in the summer, I think that they'll definitely be uh, coming. They could, they could definitely take out the Bucks. Not that that, not that I want that to happen. I love Giannis. You know what I'm saying? I like the Bucks, but you know the Heat, the the Jimmy Butler, if he can make the the GM and uh, the coaches make the right decisions, if he talk. And let them know, and they listen. You never know what could happen with that team. I'm telling you right now. I think Pat Riley is very content with the team he has now because he knows that with Jimmy Butler signed the four year deal, that the window is open for the Heat, mm-hmm. and it could and the window is going to be open for some time because remember, while Butler, while Butler's contract lasts four years, you know who's going to mm-hmm. be a free agent in that time, Mister Giannis Antetokounmpo. Exactly. So That's what I'm it, saying. It, it, you never know. So if the the Heat can make the right strides towards a championship this year, the Miami Heat will be in the market for Giannis Antetokounmpo, and it will be a mm-hmm. very, very, very um hard offer to turn down because you're playing for Pat Riley and you're playing with you're playing in South Beach. I mean, you can't beat that. And you're already playing with a with a contender. You know what I'm saying? You're playing with a team full of shooters. He's already got that in Milwaukee, but. Let's be real about something. Is Milwaukee a market that someone wants to stay in? I don't think so. Nah, not really. But I, that's not always the case because some markets you can make that. You can make that. What What is Cleveland? I, I no disrespect to Cleveland, but like you got to remember, like Cleveland isn't really the biggest market ever. But LeBron definitely made that something that You're was right his. About that. So you, you, but but but. I understand what you're saying. South Beach is somewhere where a lot of players would go. If I spend a good six, seven years in the league at Milwaukee, man, I'm going to take me and my family out to South Beach too. <laughs> like, we need to go somewhere sometimes with some sun out. You feel me? We're trying to relax. I, I absolutely. Um, Tell her what I was going to say Miami, like Nate did, but I'm going to say the Brooklyn Nets as well. Um. Like Nate said, with KD and Kyrie both hurt when the season was in a hiatus, they have more time to come back and recover. They they finished off the hiatus in the seventh seed, so that's not too far off. They were at thirty and thirty four, I think. 
So with both KD and Kyrie resting, if they could come back and then get the chemistry back together and try to change that narrative with the team and having Kyrie be the bad guy and like get together, they can make a big run in the playoffs. So, but Brooklyn is my team. Mm-hmm. You know, there. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to say something real quick. Um, there is a team that could really, really, really play game game record in the Western Conference. That will happen to be the Houston Rockets. And the small ball thing, I think a lot of people criticized it, but they probably looked at him like, wow, this could actually work. They beat the Lakers with that small ball team. Also, with Russell Westbrook and James Harden getting healthy, and Russell Westbrook, we haven't really talked in a while about, you know, stuff like this. You know, we're friends outside of this, but we really don't have haven't talked about a very lengthy discussion about sports. But Russell Westbrook is putting up a hell of a season so far. He's he's doing the things that that in OKC he was criticized for. He's not he's not jacking up shots. He's not trying to shoot his team out of a win and stuff like that. You know, it's and you love to see it because this is someone that I'm a big fan of, and he's taking a lot of criticism, and probably rightly so. I think that with the weapons that they have, they could give LA both LA teams a run for their money. Mm. It could, I think so. I think that small ball, um, I think Dan Tony knows what he's doing a little bit. Oh, yeah, 100%. But let, let me ask y'all. What's up? Do y'all see a scenario where the NBA makes its return? Um, well, tell her, actually, um, I want to hear what you say on that one because I know you, you had a point on um, this before. I think they will, but I don't think – I think when they do return, they can't just jump right into the playoffs. I mean, jump right into like – yeah, jump right into the playoffs. They should play like maybe like 15, 20 games regular season. And then start the playoffs as opposed to just jumping right into the playoffs where people are still trying to get warm and trying to get accustomed to playing basketball again. So I think it will, but I don't think it will be anytime soon. Maybe like August, if that. Now, okay, I want to hear Nate's answer, but I have another question before y'all. So go ahead. Um, well, I want to ask it. Well, I want to say a statement after we talk about this real quick, but um, I. Do I think it's gonna come back, but I'm not really too sure like what they're, what they're gonna do. I think they might just end the season and just go straight to playoffs. They may just do like a five game series, something like that, which I think they could do, but I doubt it. I, I don't really think that they'll really. I think they'll just really end it all and just wait until summer yeah. and start all over. In all again. honesty, it's it's probably the best bet, especially if they if they reach the the, the territory of or maybe like late June or July. It'd be like, yeah. okay, we have the draft that's supposed to be coming up in June, and then July. That's when the training camps are supposed to start up. Like it's, it's. Wait, no, wait, no, wait. July, July is free agency. What am I talking about? July is free agency. August. That's what's that's when training camps start up. It's too much of a cluster. And if if yeah. they start if they start the season and they have to move to a specific location, there's going to be players that have problems with that. Same thing with the MLB. If they go with if they go to Japan or Phoenix or Florida, there's going to be problems. People have families to raise. They're not going to move. They're not going to leave their families for three months out of the year just to play baseball in a, in a climate that they probably not even cool with playing baseball yeah. with. So I, it's. It's a it's a lot of optics that go into trying to get baseball back 
put base basketball back. Like it's it's a lot. The only thing that it could be a sure thing is football. The only thing. And I'm I'm praying that yeah. that's the case. I'm praying that that is the case with football. And and speaking of speaking of football, free agency been crazy, y'all. Y'all been keeping track of that? Uh, I mean, I haven't really been keeping track. But tell me what's been going on. Let me hear it. So I don't know if y'all heard, but the but the streets told me that Cam Newton is a free agent now. The streets told you that, or oh, oh, Adam the, the Panthers oh. believe. See, I get my sources from the street first. Oh, that Adam Schefter, you, know, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, tell him to I watch his song. Yeah, so he, he, he talking a little like, spicy. Like, I ain't like how you said that. Because he, he feels like I'm not going to do this. I ain't like how you. We not well, doing I, what, what am I doing? Not in front of the people. We're not doing this. <laughs> listen, man. Just take. I mean, I don't know. Listen, the streets tell me everything. All right, I can tell you a couple of things mm. off the edge, but brother, I can't get it. Brother, that please, right, brother, so, go back ooh. to the topic, please. <laughs> I, 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 and I will. So Cam Newton gets replaced with Teddy Bridgewater. Who was supposed to be a Chicago Bear, but we got Nick Foles. But we'll talk about that another time. Um, so Cam Newton, if you really look at the quarterback market, who really needs a quarterback? So that, 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 I know that, 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 that leads to like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take the traditional route. Y'all go ahead. I want to hear what what, what team you say, Cam Newton. Go ahead. Look, before Tyler even say, yeah, before you even say, give it up to the Jets. Mm, if you go to the, if you come to New York, I promise you. Are you yo, serious? Yo, that I ain't even gonna hold you. Y'all know I love the Eagles. Y'all know I love the Eagles. And if he comes to the Eagles, I ain't gonna hold you. It oh, what happened to like uh, a, a championship hey. team? But if he to, go to the Jets, uh, what is this guy's name? The guy that's always getting hurt. Who? Yeah, what about Wentz? Why are you? We talking about you giving Wentz? up on Wentz? Wentz? Nah. No, I'm not giving up on Wentz. I'm just saying, like Wentz could, if he always gets hurt, I wonder, I wonder who said that. Because that's what that, that that's what Joshua counts for. But um, but I think if he go to the Jets, I think that'll be great for his brand. Um, I also think because he's in New York, it'll be his own team. He's also like a against the against the the uh, what's the word against the curb or something like that. Whatever you know what I'm talking about, against the grain type of person. You know what I'm saying, like. So if he's in New York, he wouldn't want to go to the Giants. He would want to go to the Jets, mm. just so he, it'll be his own. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's the type of person he is. That's a good. That's you a know, good look for him. I, before Tyler go, I wanna I wanna say something about the point you just made. Mm-hmm. We hear that. While the Giants had a big part in driving Odell Beckham out of New York, who's to mm-hmm. say that the New York media won't treat Cam Newton the same? Because before before no. we go further. You know, there's people mm. that actually are questioning whether Cam Newton can still be a starting quarterback in the NFL. You want it, 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 It's crazy to me because you have people who is going to give opportunities to guys like Blaine Gabbert and saying he, he belongs on a roster or whatever. You got guys that who are average as at best getting paid millions of dollars. A guy like Nick Foles and. You're telling me that a former MVP who has been devoid of a lot of weapons throughout his time. There was a time where Ted Ginn Jr., old Butterfingers, was the, his number one receiver at one point. 
And after that, it was Devin Funches. And no disrespect to Devin Funches, he's a Michigan man, but he ain't no number one receiver. And and I, I'm telling you, there is a certain standard for black quarterbacks. There's a certain standard because the fact that this man's this man's ability is being questioned. Whether he'd be a starting quarterback in the league, I can name you. I can name you a couple teams he could be a starter on. Here, what, what teams you got? Well, my main team is the Washington Redskins because at the end of the day, you do not know what you're going to get from Dwayne Haskins. And I'm not saying this as an Ohio State hater, but let's be real about something. Dwayne Haskins did not show much in his game starting, and we are and who and the familiarity is there with Ron Rivera being the new head coach. So if you bring Cam Newton in, you have a pretty good nucleus of talent around you. Yeah, you still you have Adrian Peterson. He's he's aging, but he's Stop, still man. a solid running back. Darius Geis is there. Stop. Adrian Peterson. What's your is definition solid, of solid, solid? Running back. A solid running back is someone who can actually move, like just, just actually, actually what? What can Adrian Peterson actually something. do at this point actually in his career? He can. He's he, like, listen, what is he like? Thirty-seven. There was games where he was getting like seven. Thirty-six. Like thirty-six. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What you wait? Yeah, what you it, trying to say, Tyler? It, it might be time for Adrian Peterson to start thinking about another career path. He, yeah, listen, you, oh, you listen, right stop. Now? You hear the name Adrian Peterson and you think I'm being being blasphemous? If you see him play, you would get what I'm saying. He's not the same, and he's not. He's not. Okay. He's not somebody that you can rely on in the running game. He, so, 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 so if you if you had the opportunity to have him as a backup <laughs> running back on the Jets, backup, yes. No? But you you said it as if he's going to be a key piece in that offense. Well, well, well. Guess what? If he's if he's not the well, if he's the key piece on the um Redskins, you know what that means? Darius guys need to step up and stay healthy. They're gonna stay healthy with a thirty-six-year-old running back that's declining, that has injury uh, history. Hey, all I'm sa- all I'm saying is, I'm pretty sure I can check the numbers right now if you want me to. But I'm pretty sure, and it came down to fantasy numbers. And I'm yes, I'm bringing up fantasy numbers. I'm pretty sure Adrian Peterson averaged more than Darius Geis. But my my main team is the Washington <laughs> Redskins, being in the same, being in a division that is winnable. We don't the we don't we don't know about the Giants. The Giants are still relatively young. The Eagles are That's always disgusting. a question mark because their inability to stay healthy. The Cowboys. I will, Cow- wait, wait, wait wait I'm sorry I don't mean to cut you off but I got one more team because I really just thought What's about up? this Patriots. You see I I feel like if. The Patriots really wanted Cam, they would have gotten him already. What what you mean? Bro, I, yeah, yeah, obviously, but there's quarantine going on. You feel I me? mean that, that ain't Give stopping nobody. True, it's not stopping nobody, but like, you know what I'm saying? They, it's just it's just the whole thing that you just explained. The whole like I feel like I don't wanna ever make it well, I'm not saying I don't wanna ever make it, but I don't wanna make it a race thing. But right now, like I don't I don't know. They probably looking at it like it's a black quarterback. It's a different quarterback. He's a runner. Uh, he's he's not Brady. He's not like a, a pocket passer. Well, he is. He's, he has that capability. That's not that's not saying mm-hmm. he don't. But you know, he's just a different breed. And I don't think that uh, Bill Belichick is is either you know ready to do that or maybe he is. But you know, that would be a great team for him. To I I agree because they would they would they, they would instantly be they would yeah. instantly be the favorite in the AFC East if that's the case. 
Definitely. He could throw it. Bro, he has so many options there. And he's he's talented, so now he has talented people. Well. With a talented system. What do you well, mean? Well, well, come on, bro. Well, I don't even like the Patriots. Wait, wait, wait. When we talk about options, let's be, let's, be, let's be real about something. Okay, talk to me. They have Julian Edelman. Yeah. What else? What, why do you think Brady wanted to leave last season? What you mean? Brady had no weapons, which is why they mightily struggled on offense. Bro, I understand what you're saying, but listen to what I'm trying to explain okay. to you. Right? So they had Dorsett wasn't that bad. He's right? gone. He's good. Okay. Oh, he's, he's gone? gone? That's terrible. All right. But he still has Edelman. Mm-hmm. He still has Izzo. He's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely has Slater. He he's up. a special teamer. Yeah, but he's still he's still yeah, but Slater is that's what I'm saying. But that's still an option. He still does play in uh in in the game. I mean, Matt, listen, man. But yeah, I heard what my boy Belichick said. Like, anyway, he don't want Cam because he got Stiddy. He don't want Cam. They got my boy Stiddy, so he don't. You know, yes, your boy Stiddy, your boy. Are you gonna keep calling now? If he if he lights up the jet, he's still gonna be my boy. City. He's not gonna light us up though. City. I don't see that happening. Uh-huh. Now with that, you just said it. They don't have no. You just well, you just well, said listen, it. We don't have no. We don't know that. Who we gonna light we don't us know up? Himself. Please, please. Kobe I'm not worried about none of that. Harry. I, I, I agree. Why does Nikhil Harry? And remember, the 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 running backs are still a threat to the Patriots. They got they got James White. They got Sony Michelle. Brandon Bolden shows up. Listen, I'm not through. knocking that. They have, they have some options. I don't see Stid lighting us up. I'm sorry. I don't see it happening. Listen, man. I'm, we'll I'm just see. saying, don't be too sure, okay? Because if there's if there's one thing I know about the Patriots, they may they could, they could find a way. Of course. That's why I'm not like you know. That's why I'm not, you know, too sure if, like, the Bills – because, like, I think the Bills are going to win the division if, like – depending on who the Patriots draft because they could end up for two for all we know. Yeah, two just like the draft for what I'm hearing. So, if they end up with two, I mean, I mean, I mean, good Lord. If they end up with two, I mean, good Lord. I mean, I don't know who the Dolphins are going to target. I don't know if they're going to get, go for Justin Herbert or what. Or are they going to still go for two, but, wow. like – don't let, don't let them to the Patriots. For Nate, to your it. point, right? You said, who did you say? You said the Jets, right? You're on the right track, but just you, you're going the wrong direction. Yeah. You got the right division, but my team that I think Cam Newton should go to so is easily the Miami Dolphins. If you look. I, look, right? I said Miami, you, but he really don't have. Let me make my point. That, but if you look at the Miami's Dolphins at their free agency, they made a huge splash. With the Byron Jones signing, they signed they uh, Xavier and Howard. Um, mm-hmm. Who else did they sign? Mm-hmm. Van Noy. Um, right. Van Noy's a big Agba. signing. I'm, I'm sure Familiarity. I'm not saying right. Yeah, Agba. Emmanuel Agba. Um, Flowers, they made, a, they made a lot, a lot of free agent signings that will benefit that defense. Not to mention that they have 14 picks. In this year's NFL draft, so if they draft right and they get some key offensive okay. pieces on that team, and you add in Cam Newton with that defense, and he's still very, very mm-hmm. talented, 
don't sleep on that uh, Miami Dolphins team. And not to mention that if they get Cam and they and, draft right and they build a good team around them, they'll be the favorites in that division, in my opinion. In that division. You're right. Yeah, they so will. So, wait, wait, wait. You, you, do, do, do you believe they'll be better um, than the Bills? It's too early to tell because they haven't really. Because I, I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm telling you now. Listen, Josh Allen is the only thing that's going to hold the Buffalo Bills back. Other than that, Logan. But it does depend on how the Dolphins draft in, the, in this year's draft. But like I said, with 14 picks, it's, it's a high chance that you'll draft, you know, quality pieces on offense. Because their defense right now looks loaded. So if they if they draft well and they sign Cam Newton, I think they're the favorites in that division. Ah man, I I don't I don't know. Man. Like the Bills are really really they, like they're a good team, man. Like defensively, they're they're stacked defensively. On they have an underrated receiving core. Now adding Stephon Diggs, and I hope he does make a difference because Stephon Diggs has been a little bit of a all wide receiver. Diva. So, uh oh, I know he's been a yeah, I know, but just like hearing the stuff, I guess I've read Reddit. I heard he went a one from the team or whatever, and you know it's just and and speculating your trade for as long as he did. That's not good. That's 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 alarming, and that's that's why the the Vikings were so comfortable with trading him. So I think that um, with that being said, you just hope that Josh Allen can keep him um, happy enough to where he will, you know, they can have success. And they're they're not bickering and whatnot. Because I'm pretty sure with with Josh Allen being a young quarterback, I'm sure that – He's gonna have no problem. Diggs will have no problem chewing yeah. him out on on occasions. So, listen, the AFC East might be next to the NFC South might be the most interesting division this year. By far, it's gonna be a very interesting division only because Tom Brady is not there. Hopefully, Sam Darnold That's stays healthy mouth. and not kissing up on women in his spare time. <laughs> Listen, I, I had to take a big game, bro. It, 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 listen, I just hope that he's healthy because I think the Jets were robbed of his real potential because he was right. had had mono, and hopefully, and hopefully he will. Um, hopefully he'll hopefully he'll be there for a full sixteen game schedule. So, Mello is in the news. <clears throat> he. There was a possibility of of Melo being drafted by the Pistons in 2004, but they opted to draft Darko Milicic, and people would see it as a bad move. And in the in the short term, it wasn't a bad move because they ended up winning the championship and making it to back to back NBA Finals and three straight Eastern Conference Finals appearances. But that, but I wonder. If Mello would have been drafted by the Pistons, I'm going to go on a record and say this. The Pistons would have beaten the Lakers like they did in 04. They would have beaten the San Antonio Spurs the next season. You think so? 
And I do think they would have probably lost to the Spurs the second wow. time. But they would have eliminated LeBron out of the playoffs the, that first go-around. So you're speaking to if they had the exact same pieces but then just took Darko and added Melo. Yes. Okay. I don't know, man. See, if, All right, well, I think – I think yeah. Well, go ahead. Not go ahead, go. That's all. I think if, if – I think that would be a great fit for Melo. Yeah, they would win championships, but I don't know if they would win at that time. Like, with, at the same time that you're saying. Who was touching the Middle Eastern Conference in that in that time frame? Nobody. But I don't think that they were going to – I don't know, man. I mean, they probably won in, 2000, in 2004, of course. But I don't think that – I don't think what you're saying would have happened. Like, I don't think they would have kept winning. I think the Lakers would have won, honestly. Oh, no. I don't think so because here's the thing. Milicic didn't play much with the Pistons because he just wasn't that effective. Now, imagine if you had a guy like Melo who is a scorer, and he, he came into the league as a scorer. Mm-hmm. You, you would think, like, yo, if they would have kept that same nucleus together, do, you, do we realize how great of a player Melo would have been if he was surrounded by better players? Achanti Billups, Tayshaun Prince, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace. Like, if he was surrounded by, by those pieces, I promise you, Melo will probably be regarded as a top, uh, as maybe a top 10 player because he has the defense to, to back up what he lacks in offense. Well, well, he has the offense, well, he has the defense that he lacks. He doesn't lack in offense, that's for damn sure. But I feel like being around those veterans at that time, it would have helped him tremendously. It would have. Now, yeah, y'all think that they would have won back to back? Remember, they went to seven games. I don't even know if they would have won the, the with the Spurs of twenty thousand. To be honest, yeah, it's like I don't know. Yeah, it's like I don't know if they're still gonna win because, like, the Spurs and the Lakers at that time were it's like real good. So, like, you never know what could have happened if they beat it again. While because uh, while... Melo wouldn't have made the difference. I'm sorry to cut you off, but Melo wouldn't have made the difference in two thousand and four. That's what I was trying to say. Like. If he would have stayed on that team, I think he would have been like, you know, where the same era where um, like the 2006 where the Miami Heat team was, you know, golden. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think in that era, Melo, that would have been a different time. You know, like I think Melo would have actually beat the the Heat if he was on the Pistons because that team would have just been so strong. and He would have just been getting better and better as a scorer. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, because obviously he was going to be like a, a very, very two polished score, um, in two thousand four, in two thousand five. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't going to happen. But the thing is, he had good plays to like rely on, so like he wouldn't have been like the sole option. So, I think that he would have had a, a a very, very I won't say small learning curve, but. The learning curve would have been easier if he were a piston, if he was drafted to the Pistons. True. Fair point. And uh, the 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 road to the championship would have been easier. Oh, 100 percent Because because listen, Larry Brown was the head coach of that team. La- the great Larry Brown. Very uh, Larry Brown does not get the credit he deserves. Because uh, while he has had a career of shortcomings, he has he has a championship on his resume. He's beat Phil Jackson. You know, that's that that's a very, very big accomplishment. 
I think he would have did wonders with Melo, especially for how they Brown was able to to really bring together that that team full of um, personalities with Sheed and Ben Wallace and Chauncey Billups. Like that have been like I'm telling you, they would have gotten they would have gotten him in line. One thousand percent, they would have gotten him in line. Anything to add to that? Um, because I, I think I'm right. Um, Brandon, I respect your your uh, point, but I do think you're wrong. Um, I don't even think they'll win the first championship, let alone uh, go back to back. Two things, right? If we take your logic and we just say we're gonna take out Darko and place in Melo, I agree. But you got to remember that that year in 2004. One of the main reasons why they were able to make that run in the playoffs was because midseason they acquired Rasheed Wallace from the. Right. So you have to think if they acquire Melo, are they still going to be able to make that trade for Rasheed Wallace? That's one thing. And then, two, um, there's a podcast on uh, 120 Watts where Ben Wallace was on the show and he talked about. Uh, Mello in the 04 draft, and they asked him, they said, What do you think would have happened if you guys would have drafted Mello? He goes on to say, If you would have drafted Mello, I honestly don't think we would have ever won a championship. Mello would have wanted to play right away, so it would have had the potential to disrupt the team chemistry. And I think that would have been a part two. With Darko, Darko knew he wasn't good enough to play on that team, so he was okay with playing and coming off the bench. But Melo wanted to start right away, and that would have caused a rift between all the guys. And I don't think they would have been able to make that run. And they wouldn't have had a really good defense, especially if Melo was playing starting because Melo was not a good defensive player. So long term, I'm sure it would have did a lot for Melo's career. He would have been able to learn and potentially win the championship on his own. But in terms of that 04, 05, 06 run, they would not have been as successful as they was. Just based off. Now, do you think they would win a championship at all? Um, like I said, if we go like where your point is, we just take out Darko at Melo, yes. But do they acquire Rasheed Wallace within this 2004 2005? If that's the case, yeah. But if not, it would take a little bit longer. I think at some point they would get there, but it wouldn't have been 04 and 05. Yeah. I mean that's 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 fair. I just I just feel like there was a toughness about the Pistons that the Lakers could not match up with, and it's crazy because they got the Lakers got past that Spurs team that's coming that was coming off winning the championship against the Nets the previous year, got past them, but I feel like the 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 attrition really kicked in with guys like Malone and Peyton, Shaq not really wanting to be there. He knew he was out the door before the season ended. Kobe was overwhelmed by the by the Pistons and um the um, Tayshaun Prince. I feel like they were just too they were just too strong, like in terms of chemistry. And maybe Melo would have disrupted that chemistry. I don't I don't dismiss that point because that's a really good point. But I do think that if they were really in tune, they would have um they would have gotten Melo in line and they would have. They would have um, gone far. Still, I th- I I still think they would have been the Lakers because the Lakers could match their yeah, toughness. I think so too. 
But in terms of the Spurs, I think the Spurs, I think they would have beaten the Spurs once. But if it comes to, when it comes to that that second second year, because I know I, I believe no no I'm, I'm what am I talking about? I'm over here thinking about the um Jesus Christ. I'm thinking about the um the 2006 um year when the Heat won a championship. I'm, I was referring to the year where the Pistons were in the Eastern Conference Championship game and they had. Lost to LeBron, not even the Cavaliers. He lost to LeBron. That's what I was referring to. But if that's the case, I mean, who knows? They they could they beat the Heat? Maybe. I I I'm not gonna definitively say that. But would they have beaten that yeah. Cavaliers team? Yeah. That's why I, I said long term they would have won a chip. But in terms of oh four and oh five, I don't think so. Yeah, I got the I got the years mixed up. Um, anything else to add? No. Yeah, I think I think long term. Yeah, like you said. It so, if question, if we agreeing that it would have, like long term, he probably would have would have ring would have won a ring with the person. Do you think him not being drafted by them changes would have changed his legacy in the way we view Melo as being quote unquote not a winner and a diva and all of that? Do you think it would have changed had he got drafted by the person? Uh, I think I don't. Well, I think Melo always just had like. Melo's mellow, you know what I'm saying? Like he just had his I don't want to say attitude, but he just that's just his personality. Like that's just his demeanor. So I feel like he people always feel like he's I don't want to say a diva, but like he going he's real. He going to say whatever he feel and he feel like if he's the first option, man, I want to be the first option. Because you know like even with him not winning a, a chip, his his legacy is still, you know, solidified, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, just, so, just, he 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 is who he is. So exactly. So he just feels like, oh well, you know, um, you know, if I if I get a chip, I feel like he still would want more. I don't think that's gonna stop him. That I I think his legacy would have been different from this perspective. This perspective, with how loaded the Pistons were, and they didn't win a championship, it definitely would have fell on Bello. Yeah. Considering how big he was, considering that it was supposed to be him. LeBron, Wade, Bosch. That was supposed to be the guys that's going to lead them into the next generation of basketball players, and they did not do that. And, and he didn't do that. Ooh. That no, no, I'm talking about like if like if he was drafted by the Pistons and didn't make oh, okay. that court, that gotcha. would have been because there's, there's no denying like regardless of Melo not reg- excuse me regardless of Melo not winning a championship at this moment in time, he's still regarded as one of the greatest players of all time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone can dispute that. If you want to look deep into the championship thing, then you're looking in the wrong place. But Melo Melo's one is one of the top players, and I think his legacy could have been more critical, more criticized if he would have been the Pistons and he didn't win the championship. One hundred percent. Can I ask one more question before we leave this topic? What's up? What team do you think Melo should have actually got drafted to by any team? Like, what team do you see him, like, winning, like, I'd say two or three championships, if you can name any team? Well, to be honest, I think the, I think, I, I think the, the Nuggets and the Pistons had the, better, had the yeah. best chance. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he would have won one with the Raptors. I, I don't think he would have won one in Cleveland, for, for, for damn sure he no. wouldn't have won in Cleveland. No, nah, he wouldn't have won one there. But if you're, if you're telling me, like, he had – like the, what, I, the two top places, which which was plausible to win a championship, it yeah. it would have definitely been um those two teams. I I honestly think that he should have just stayed in the Nuggets. Like if he would have stayed in the Nuggets, or 
I honestly want to say the Knicks. He just needed like the Knicks. Just I don't even know, man. They just they 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 messed up. That they're situation. they're too dysfunctional. They're too yeah. dysfunctional, and they just they completely tanked the season when um they weren't even particularly out of it. But they just gave mm-hmm. all their plays to Cleveland. They, next thing you know, Cleveland has yeah. a bomb squad. So just like okay, like yeah, I just gave up. They gave literally. They literally gave everything. From Melo to LeBron, <laughs> and he won a championship with him. Pretty much. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. Man. Pretty much. But um, we are finally going to leave basketball. We're not going to talk about football. We're not going to talk about baseball. We're going to talk about wrestling. Mm. Now, there was um a debate going on about who is the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. And um, let me give, give me one second because The Rock was the main one who started this um, this trend of who is everyone's Mount Rushmore of wrestling. I answered on Twitter, and I'm gonna get to mine. But The Rock's Mount Rushmore goes like this: Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he has a he has like a I think it's a four way tie with Buddy Rogers. Bruno San Martino, Randy Savage, Dusty Rhodes. I already know this debate is going to have some very, very strong opinions, but I want to start with Top Rope. He's going to start with me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are we debating his amount of mushrooms? Oh, personal? Personal. Okay. Personal. 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 It's not no order. Don't, so don't try to come me with the order. There, there is no order with, right. with Mount Rushmore. I got Go I have The Rock. I have Stone Cold Steve Austin. Undertaker, Triple H, and then I have like a two-way tie between Shawn Michaels and Rick Flair, and that's my Mount. That's my Mount Rushmore. You know, it's four, right? Oh, it's, I thought it's it was four five, people, bro. Oh, that, that makes it. That makes it. <laughs> my boy in that Dion pack. Dion pack. Put some respect <laughs> on my man's name. All right, so if it's four, ah, uh, that makes it tougher. Oh, but then it's The Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Triple H. Maybe you want to take this one, man. What he's bugging. Um, I'm going with, I'm going with, if I'm going with personal favorite and and who took Why over wrestling in the Mount everything. Rushmore. <laughs> Listen, Stone Cold. I'm saying The Rock. Mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy. Ooh. Oh Lord, have mercy. And. And and no, no, finish. No, what's the what's the fourth one? What's the fourth one? And the fourth, <laughs> y'all wild right now. I don't like how y'all said he that. Talking about, he talking about, ahead, about Dion brother. pack. Don't even talk about the packs Jeff Hardy be on. Anyway, anyway, bro, it worried. I we don't even want to talk about that one. But anyway, uh, my fourth one is definitely gonna be Rick Floyd. Before I get to mine. You won't talk about who transcended the business, but you said the blasphemy of Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Like, like, listen, because I said personal, but you yeah, said yeah. what did Jeff Hardy do? Who transcended? And well, granted, Jeff Hardy he did have a lot of mm-hmm. you know what but he didn't and, transcend. And, 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 the but you know something, bro, 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 We wouldn't even be. A lot of people wouldn't would be wrestling about... fans if it was for Jeff Hardy. Right. I, I, exactly. I, I'll admit that, but. Jeff Hardy 
the only thing Jeff Hardy did was make people want to become high flyers. Cool. And you know what? That's that's where the, the, the industry is pointing towards. I'm not liking how you're disrespecting Jeff Hardy. However, there is a lot more guys that was more impactful than him. Wow. That's a personal, right? Yes, but you but you said those who translated the business. And he did. Did he not? You tell me he jumped he, off basically like a 40-foot story, uh, whatever, and did a swanton ball. And he didn't. He that didn't that didn't set the WWE uh, network on fire. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm sure it did. I'm, I'm sure if 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 the internet was around when Jeff Hardy was doing the stuff that he was doing, I'm sure everybody would have went freaking bananas. Okay, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. right. You're right. He is good for the shock value, but he is not as transcendent as many of the guys that have came through the business. And, and on that note, I'm going to. I have a very, yeah, very controversial top four. Southern Alvis, what's yours? My top four is because I because I because I can give you a bias list. I give you a non bias hey, list. Hey, Which hey, one y'all want first? Enough with it. Just spit it out. You you procrastinating. Spit it okay. out. Okay. <laughs> bias list: Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Undertaker. And you wait. You ready for this one? You ready for this one? I don't think I Chris Jericho Bro, is number right. four. Stop talking to me. Over Get Triple H? Over Triple H? Over Sugar Jeff Hardy? Hardy? Over Jeff Hardy? Let me tell you something. Let me, let me, let me, let me indulge further with, with Chris Jericho. God's bananas. Chris Jericho mm. wrestled in the 90s under Lionheart in ECW, and he was famous under Lionheart in ECW. He jumped to WCW and had the list of everything Jericho created and is being used as a meme today. Chris Jericho was one of the hottest free agents, and he interrupted The Rock on his first night. The first night he debuted in the WWF at the time, he interrupted The Rock, and ever since then, he took off. Granted, it did take him some time. It took him two years. I believe two or three years to really reach that plateau. No, it was two years. It was two years. Hold on, hold on. Come on, man. He won the Undisputed Championship by beating The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. One of the greatest heels of all time. He had one of the best gimmicks of all time with the list. He is killing the AEW right now. He Everywhere he has gone, Chris Jericho has done it good. And not to mention, he's a rock star on the side. You mean to tell me that he don't belong on the list? <sighs> If he, he can't be in consideration, you said I don't question, care. Question, question, because you said bias. So what makes this list bias? What makes what it criteria? Well, Chris Jericho is a considered uh, uh, in a lot of people's top five at least. He's in my top five. There's guys wow. like y'all, and probably I, our group chat is probably going to disagree with me. But Chris Jericho is is to me all time. He is top five, all time, all time, all time. All right. So question, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let me question this right. Okay, Chris Chris Jericho or Edge? You better Ed, not. Edge had Listen, Edge had a Edge him, had a limit Edge him. had a limited career with injuries. You better not. Edge had a limited career. Okay. Yeah, limited career with injuries. Okay. Now, if you're talking about it, who had a run? Who had a crazy run? And I will forever say Edge oh had one of the. Gosh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I I'll forever because say he, Edge had one of the greatest. Heel runs from 2006 to 2008. There's no one who could, who could deny that. No, actually, no, not even 2000, 2004. He stole Matt Hardy's girlfriend. 
leader. He, I mean, I mean that that alone, that's like man, he he's 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 something. But when you look at the injuries that came in the middle of it, it kind of derails everything Edge could have done. Edge could have been a, 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 one of the greatest of all time. I still think he's one of the greatest of all time, but I'm talking about top five greatest of all time. Chris Jericho. You think Jericho is that? I think Jericho is that. Everywhere he's gone, he has done great. Everywhere. You can't tell me a low period in his career. We're just like, yeah, he's not that interesting. He's, he's just, he's not that interesting. Um, you know, I mean, I'm just going to say Jericho wasn't really interesting. You um, said what Jericho was interesting? Highlight. The uh, highlight reel. Ah. The thing with Big Show whoa, wasn't whoa, really whoa, whoa. interesting. Hold on. Time out, time out, time out. You mean the same highlight um, Jericho who smashed Shawn Michaels' head into the Jericho 3000? Oh wow! Yeah, I forgot that was happened. a memorable moment. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was. and like in total, like 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 all of it put together. No, it was it had good moments. Bro, he he had um, the highlight reel to be a prick. I mean, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that deep. He was just doing it to be a prick. He had the whole thing with Big Show that wasn't really interesting. didn't really care for it. Kind of like didn't really care for it. I'm gonna lie. So. I mean, you put him over Triple H. Triple Triple H, like, in my opinion. I don't want to. Here's the thing with with Triple H. I feel like he had one of the most overrated runs in 2002 to 2004. His. How? Because. Yo, Brandon, stop. Stop, bro. Okay. Okay. I want. Okay. From 2002 to 2004, name me three memorable matches that he has had. I can name them, but you can't go past three. 2002 to 2004. Because I can recount all his all his title reigns. I get his title reign from 2002 to 2004, and obviously it was sporadic because he didn't hold a title for all that time. From all those, from all those, he feuded with Scott Steiner. He he buried Booker T. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels. Shawn, he had classes with Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. He had, cla- Shawn he had Michaels. classes with Shawn Michaels. He had classes with Chris Benoit. But mm-hmm. but The Rock. Rock wasn't what not that time, not that time. Yeah, not at that time. But we we got we got Kevin Nash, Goldberg, who whose momentum he has stopped because Goldberg should have won the Elimination Chamber that year. Eventually, won it back from Goldberg. He feuded with Michaels, feuded with Benoit, feuded with um Eugene, feuded with Randy Orton, and 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 if y'all give me the Randy Orton crap, I I. I'm gonna lose it because his feud with Randy was not good. It was not good. It the, it started good, but the matches okay. sucked. You talking about the all right? So, boy, what about the the? Did you say Shelton Benjamin? Be- the Shelton Benjamin series was cool, but I mean, like, oh, don't come, come on, bro. All right, even if that's the case, you talking from O two to O four. Talk about the whole career, like you talked about Chris Jericho's career, and you really gonna sit here and tell me Chris Jericho had a bigger impact on wrestling and had more. Entertaining moments than Triple H. More well, well, the entertainment part. Obviously, I'm going to give to uh, Triple H because he was a part of Degeneration X. I'm going to give you that. They're the most entertaining. You group. don't even have to talk about DX. Just talk about him as a singles competitor. As a, sing- yeah. as a singles competitor, he is very. He is. I'm just saying, like his DX stuff stands apart, and you really and like I'm not going to sit here and say otherwise. But when you when okay. you when you look at. Well, and his single stuff, it's good. I'm not going to sit here and lie about that. But if there's one thing about Chris Jericho, he has been consistent in his in, in his 
evolution. Triple H, his uh, he really hasn't evolved. He has the same character, and and outside of the Stop. outside of the Generation X, he Stop. really had the same character for his for a pretty long time. All right, and that's Stop. a good thing. He went from Hunter Hearst Helmsley, okay. then he teamed up with uh, Mister Perfect, mm-hmm. then he transcended to being uh, Triple H, then DX Triple H, then uh, Stephanie McMahon's husband. Then he went from that to DX again. Well, Evolution, right? Mm-hmm. Then he went from that to DX. Then he went back to being a singles. He went to being a, a COO and all of that. He has many different layers of his career that he's evolved yeah, and right. progressed with. So how would you say him? he didn't progress and he didn't evolve he, he, as a he, he did evolve as a character. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, with anything that Jericho has tried with the list, the scarf, the light-up jacket, the the the... um. The king, well, the best in the world at what he does. I forgot what his AEW stick is, but everything he has done, he has, he's been, he's been great. He's been great at it. Now, I'm not saying Triple H is a bad pick. I, I could pick Triple H. I could, I probably pick some people over Triple H. I probably pick John Cena over Triple H. But John, listen, listen, I'm not the biggest John John Cena fan in the world. We all know this. But am I going to sit here and say that? John Cena at Triple H's gap is wide. Hell no, it's not wide. No, not at no, all. It's not wide. But I'm telling you, John Cena, John Cena's career, while much maligned for a lot of people, including myself, there's no doubt he's he's in that discussion for a Mount Rushmore. True. All right, so that was your bias list. So what's the other? My, list my non-biased list? list is John Cena, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. What? How you? How you got two baby faces in your Mount Rushmore? How, why? Why would they not? Why would I not and have then, baby faces? And then on top of that, John, you got John Cena and Hulk Hogan. Yes. And then Stone Cold and Ric Flair. Yes. And that's your non-biased. It's non-biased. So what? So what is that based off of? That's based off of who transcended their eras the best. You got why and Jeff Hardy and Jeff Hardy didn't do that. Who, in the non-biased list, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. In the non-biased list that I just laid out for y'all, Jeff Hardy had a bigger impact than Stone Cold or or Hulk Hogan or John no, Cena. Or, no, 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 no I'm not that. talking to you. I'm talking to Dave. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. Don't give me that smoke. He said I, that. I, I no, know, I'm not. No, you were just saying. You were just saying. Like I was talking about my personal favorite. Because I was coming at my personal favorite. Bro, if I got to say it one more time, I'm going to lose it. No, because the way you said it, the way you said it was that he transcended. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what you're saying. That's, that's what you're basing it off of the no. That's what you said, bro. Yeah, yo, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Don't be a non-biased. Why is, why is Undertaker not on now, your Now, the Undertaker, <sighs> it's tough leaving him off because, listen, if it was non-biased, you got John Cena and Hulk Hogan. But you really don't need both of them on your Mount Rushmore, and then you don't have Undertaker on there. Yeah. That's the part that's really like confusing. Let me, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. From a wide market view, is who is more marketable, John Cena or the Undertaker? John okay. Cena. Undertaker or Hulk Hogan? In terms of wide yes. market, Hulk Hogan. Okay, that's 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 mm. the easiest. Now it's Hulk, bro. Okay, Come marketable. On, okay, cool, cool. Marketable, yes, but in terms of in terms of mystique, who has more mystique? 
No one has more of a mistake than the Undertaker. Over, over and more. No one. All right, who has more of an over and more of a presence? Hulk Hogan, bro. Right. So it's it's easy to say who's more marketable because it's more it's obviously gonna be more marketable to market a baby face as opposed to just somebody that has like mystique and aura. But if you're just talking about like like wrestling and impact on wrestling, I don't see how you have Hulk Hogan over Undertaker. What you what? can argue John Cena, I'm cool with that. But not not Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan. transcended than ever. As much as it pains me to speak good words about Hulk Hogan, I know how I feel about Hulk Hogan. As much as it pains the pre uh, cool pre ninety five pre ninety six, uh, yeah, but it uh, uh, and what? No, this there is this. Bro, you're, you're wild right now. Pre ninety, so. all right, cool. Pre ninety six wrestling was good, but you're not gonna sit here and tell me that attitude ever, ruthless aggression, and even now don't triumph over that pre that. That 96 but listen, we're not talking about whatever is better than than whatever because okay. because if that's the case, I'd say freaking Eddie Guerrero's on the on the Mount Rushmore. You can say that. Okay. Um. Question. Okay. Baseball. Hank Hank Aaron or Abu Pujo? You thinking about yes, this? It's a, it's a tough. It's a tough decision. Okay. Take your time. I'm gonna say I, I'm, Aaron, probably, I'm probably I'm probably gonna Abba say Pujols because he 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 played better pitching. Because he played better yes. pitching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Because he played better pitching in an era where guys were winning 22, 23 games, sub twenty ERAs. Bob Gibson, those guys, he played against. Listen, I, listen. You put me on a spot because truthfully, I just get I because it's gonna go back to my point when you're talking about. He didn't transcend it. Cool, but it's a different error. Errors matter. It's hard for me to put somebody over, like, guys from Attitude Ever and Ruthless Aggression Ever that, you know, like, those were the impact, those were the impact ever. Oh, okay, those okay, okay. You say that. WWE and you say that, but, but when Hulk Hogan came back in the Attitude Ever, well, not, not in Attitude because he was, he was a WCW, but when he came back in Ruthless Aggression Ever, was he getting cheered out the freaking building? Yes or no? Yeah, but how would the matches go? How did how did how did the matches go? Uh, you want to talk about the the match with the Rock? The, yeah, the Rock, the, the 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 two. Well, the, the number two was to most people. It was I personally liked the match. His match with Hulk with, with Mr. McMahon was good for what it was. What's against Mr. McMahon? For what it was, wow. it was good. Then you have the Rock, who which was a classic match. What about the Shawn Michaels? The one? Shawn Michaels one that you can't blame that on Hulk Hogan. Well, wow. you can't blame it on Hulk Hogan, but it like obviously there were some things that played into what, how that match went. Am I right? I'm just saying Hulk Hogan has his place, but in terms of like the errors that made wrestling, he's not. He wasn't a big factor in that error, so I can't put him I on Mount Rushmore. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. But okay, like the man started NWO for God's sakes. I mean, come on. Is the is the ministry better than NWO? The corporate ministry. Or the I'm ministry talking about both. Part? If you if you say if you even dare, if you even uh, Talo, I swear, if you if you say <laughs> if you say that any version of the ministry was better than NWO, I'm gonna lose it. Now I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask no, you a question. My, I'm going back to the okay, Was any version of the ministry better than the NWO? 
you can't compare them because the NWO was like a cool hip thing. The ministry had a mystique and an error and an evilness about it that didn't make it marketable, so it wasn't a cool thing. So you can't really compare the two. You can't. You can't compare the two. Nate, you got Nate. Who would, who would you rather? Who would you rather have been? Would you rather have been a part of NWO? Or NWO. Why? Because they were they, they were cool, cool. and you're they right. were hit. You're right. Right. But in terms of like mystique and like, oh man, here they come. I would. I would, the corporate. Well, not the corporate ministry because the corporate ministry was kind of funny. But the ministry itself, when they were shooting with Stone Cold and kidnapping Stephanie, and they were they was having rituals on stage. To me, that was more intriguing than NWO at times. Just those segments alone. Okay, they had segments that were intriguing, but if we talk about a body of work, they do not compare, like you said. Definitely don't. Okay. Fair point. So, Nate, you got anything to add to this? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm done with this fool, man. NWO was definitely... You don't have Undertaker on your... Oh, my God. Okay. Listen, because... Wait, was Undertaker on your bias list? Wait, what was that? Was Undertaker on your bias list? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. He was? Huh? You do- Yo, I'm hanging up. You don't have Undertaker on any one of your lists. And He's you on my bias list. Oh, my God. All right, why? Why I don't have Undertaker, Undertaker on, on my list. How? Oof. Um... <laughs> I got nothing to add to that. Right. I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. Alright. Undertaker is one of my favorites. Don't get me wrong. One more time, Nate. Tell but me. Jeff Hardy just do like that's just my personal favorite. That's all. Uh huh. Stone Cold and Jeff Rock. Hardy. Okay. Rick Flair, the, the... Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have That's been not bad. bad. I don't know why y'all acting like I'm wilding right now. I feel like I feel like I feel like Jeff Hardy. I feel like I feel like Jeff Hardy is like the AI of like uh I can't do Well just wrestling, you feel me? Like it, well, if, if it wasn't for Jeff Hardy, a lot of the swagger well. would not That's be there true. from a lot of these people. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no there's no Bret Hart. Yeah, but bro, no come Michael. on, man. Jeff there's Hardy no Undertaker. Like... There's no Triple H. There's no like you got all of these other names and you pick Jeff Hardy. Nah, there... I do, bro, because there's something about somebody that goes against the grain that's trying to stand for whatever they believe in. That just you know, I like I like that. Yeah, true. That just that is, that's that's a good point. They Punk believe in whatever they believe in. If that's what you basing that's it off, that's not true. That's not true. He, he, but there, there's no CM Punk. There's no thank CM you, Punk thank you. There's no CM Punk. Maybe without Stone Cold. Come what? A CM Punk. What? Without Jeff Hardy. What the hell? Oh if my god! If I hang up, I apologize. This I is ridiculous. Continue whatever y'all say. Yeah. Continue yeah. whatever y'all saying. Listen, I'll you, take Nate. that. But Nate, Nate, you bugging no, too, Nate, you is just good lord. Huh? Okay. Anyways, let's. All right. He said there's, right. no, there's no CM Punk without. Okay. I don't even want to talk no more. I'm going to just stop talking. <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. 
What are you talking about? I'm not talking about performance wise. I'm t- well, okay. Right. I'm not talking about like how they fight and things like that. I'm talking about like attitude, what they stand for, how they always fought back. You know what I'm saying? Like how like you know they did whatever they wanted to do and what was best for them. There's no like yes, Stone Cold did that as well. Is that is that is that Jeff a positive? Jeff Hardy thing? took it to another level to where you know it, it affected his real life career. You know what I'm saying? Outside of whatever, Jeff Hardy, whatever else he was doing, but like you can't you can't really compare. Come on, them man, that don't that don't matter. Because CM Punk you know and like, like Stone Cold, it don't like they were kind of fighting against the establishment. Mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy had a lot of personal issues that conflicted with his career, so you can't really yeah, say they, because they don't they don't line Jeff up Hardy was a CM Punk. There's no CM Punk because it's just different. Not like Jeff Hardy. Yeah, it's just and not. CM Punk didn't. Bro, we're straight up. No, CM like Punk didn't have no personal problems. We gonna have a lot more wrestling debates because because personally, not, bro, but... <sighs> all right, whatever. Man. Y'all get on my nerves. Y'all y'all get on my damn nerves. Oh, anyways, man. let's move on. I can't. My favorite that, topic of the show is what's on your mind. So. I want to start off with Talo. What's on your mind? Uh-oh. Um, nah, that is true. That is true. Well, my stimulus check is what's on my mind. Um, that's on my mind, but I mean, that kind of ties into what <laughs> I was going to say. Um, on social media, right, there's this kind of thing where I guess people try to be funny or they try to, like, they say stupid stuff to get a reaction. Not even stupid stuff. They might say an opinion that doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense, even though they like they know it's gonna gonna rise out of people. So I'm on social media, and um, you know, like Trump and the government, they passed this bill. The people are gonna get you know stimulus stimulus mm-hmm. checks or stimulus deposits or whatever if you make under a certain amount. And like, there's people on social media saying stuff like, um. Because the amount is twelve hundred, right? So they'll say stuff like, "No, if there's people out there that's getting excited about twelve hundred dollars. There's something wrong with them, or like, y'all really excited over twelve hundred dollars, y'all cra-? like stuff like that." And I feel like that's wrong because for one, you don't know what things people go through in their personal lives and or what bills, what responsibilities they have. So twelve hundred dollars can mean a lot to them. Just because it don't really mean a lot to you, that doesn't necessarily mean that Preach. you should knock somebody for being excited for getting money that's free. And it's a substantial amount. And then on top of that, 90% of the people that are mm-hmm. saying this are the people that qualify for the 1200 So it's like, why would you sit here? And and most of them put on an act. They try to act like they don't care. But in reality, somebody gives you $400. You're going to be excited. You're going to do something with it. You're going to, you know, it's going to change something in your life. So that's what I feel like. I feel like people should stop trying to, either trying to put on an act for social media or just stop, like, trying I, to I agree. It's just, it's just that... For what? It makes no sense. Everyone likes to hold each other to a high standard and stuff like that. And I'm just like, y'all may not be excited about it, but there's people out here struggling every day to pay their bills. But yeah, screw yeah, yeah. Let's let's get on them because they get had it by yeah. a measly twelve hundred. I need that twelve hundred. That's for sure. If you want to come at me, come for me. I don't care. So exactly. That's all I gotta say about that. That yeah, y'all did. People make me mad. People make me mad. Yeah. Are you? Are you want me to go next? All the time. 
I'm, I actually What's want him to go. Mom, I, feel like I want Brandon to go last because I kind of know what he's going to say. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when he said what he's going to say, you're going to lose a certain demographic of fans. So I want him to go last. That way, like, That's they don't drop point. midway through what we said. <laughs> I think he should. Yeah, so I, I think he should go last because we're going to lose some viewership when he goes. I'm kind of excited. Don't worry, you don't know get what, what's going on. Oh, what you what you gonna say? All right. So, what's on my mind? So, I want to talk about something real quick, right? So, I don't know if y'all heard about this thing mm-hmm. called the well, this thing. You know how they said that they were gonna fly out all the players from each sport to like a location and try to play out the season like that. Mm. Well, I don't know if y'all heard, but there was a rumor about Fight Island with Dana White. Well, it's not. I, it, I it's, wanted, no, it's, it's not, not really a good thing because really there's a lot. Like, how in the world are you going to operate that, that? Where there's a lot of things that I go into play because when when they're, they're fighters that after the fight they go and they. <clears throat> Get checked out after the fight for whatever reason. They could be hurt. They could be seriously hurt. And how are they going to get that attention that fast? Are they going to have doctors? Are they going mm-hmm. to have everyone on like on site so they can get the right attention? It, there's, yeah. there's a lot of caveats. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of caveats to it. I think I think Fire Island was a ridiculous decision, especially if they're not considered essential. Like WWE, yeah, I think, think there's there 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 is a tweak to that. Of course, get it to that, but just know it's crooked. But they're not considered essential. So what what's the point? Okay. It's sad. True. It's sad and for those who I are who trying to get a second chance at um I getting back into the NFL or even just get a shot at the NFL. Some most, most of those dudes went undrafted, <laughs> didn't I didn't even get a chance to be in the NFL. And also for Vince McMahon, who I don't have a lot of pity for Vince McMahon, but this is the second time trying it, and he's the second time he has basically failed. Uh, obviously, under circumstances that were out of his control, and, you know, it sucks. But, you know, sucks for most of the players, and I hope a lot of them get contracts right. and get invited to a training camp if there is a training camp. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, I agree. It sucks that they had to file for bankruptcy and everything. What about you? Sucks for the players. Sucks for Vince McMahon. Even though he has little to no worries, you know, being a billionaire and all, but it's just an unfortunate situation. PJ Walker. A couple other players though. They got signed. A cut like a quarterback Word. that played. I feel. Yeah, yeah PJ Walker. So yes, yeah. he is. Yeah, yes, PJ Walker. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Isn't he uh, from Jersey? Hey, man, if, if Tay don't you. work out, I hope yeah, he gets an opportunity yeah, to shout out play again. Probably being the face of the league as a black quarterback, I love to see it. Absolutely love it. He worked very, very hard to get where he's at, and I'm proud of him. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, for the main event? Dope. He deserves yeah. it, man. He worked hard. Oh, boy. Oh, so, Sunday. NASCAR driver Kyle Larson was caught on live stream playing, I think, one of those I pro racing games, one of those things. I'm very out of tune with that. And smoothly, the hard R came out of his mouth. 
And people that were in the lobby with them were saying, whoa, you know, people know we can hear you, right? He was like, oh, man. So NASCAR did the right thing and they're definitely suspending him. And his sponsorships had done the right thing in dropping his sponsorships. So Kyle Larson posts uh, an apology video. And I got and for the first time in, in what's the wave history, I have the audio. I'm going to play some audio for you guys. Sit back and listen. Yeah, I just want to say I'm sorry. Um, you know, last night I made a mistake and said the word that should never, ever be said. And um, yeah, there's no excuse for that. You know, I wasn't raised that way. You know, it's just an awful thing to say. And I feel very sorry for my family my friends, my partners, the NASCAR community, and especially the African-American community. You know, I understand the damage is probably unrepairable, and you know, I, I own up to that. Um, but I just wanted to let you all know how sorry I am. And you know, I, I hope everybody is, is staying safe during these crazy times. Thank you. Give me a break. I, I mean... A couple things. I'm going to get number one. I read through the comments of the NASCAR's decision to suspend him. You know, the first thing that these people, these people said, freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. First Amendment rights. Do y'all understand that having freedom of speech does not deter you from the consequences of your speech? Do y'all understand that you guys are not the offended party? So who are who are you to say, oh, I wasn't offended by it. It's okay. Everyone makes mistakes. Bro literally spewed it out. Like, I wish I could go see the video. Please, please see the video and see how smoothly it came out of his mouth. He, he You can tell by the way it came out of his mouth that he says that word in his daily vocabulary. 100%. So that's number one. Number two. Why is there an obsession with this word? And it's, the, it's, and it's crazy because a lot of people say it as you should give this word so much power. It, it's not used in a derogatory term. Like those two things. Those, those are the things that people say. They actually try to rationalize. And even try even for those who are not black who try to rationalize saying the n word, and when we and when someone checks them upon it, they get upset. But my thing is, what is it about this word that y'all get so pressed that y'all can't use it? There are so many words in the, in the dictionary that you can use for something that you dislike, something that bothers you, anything, but you use that word. Call me dude. Call me bro. Don't call me bro if I don't know you. But call me bro. Like, do anything. But do you have to say my N-word? <laughs> like, no, you don't. If, 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 that's, if that's your way of trying to get along with me speaking, and I don't know if you count this as ebotics, but then please leave me alone. I don't want any parts of you because clearly you just, you feel the need that you have to be as quote-unquote black as possible to try to get my attention. Stop it, please. And number three. NASCAR fans have officially showed their ass of how racist they are for saying it's just a word 
it's not hurting anybody and just being completely dismissive. There's actually a brother in, in one of those comments saying, as a black man, I forgive you. You're a great racer. I'm a fan of yours. I have a lot of things I could call this man. I'm, wow. I'm, I'm a nice guy, so I'm not going to call him what I want to really call him. But you get my drift. That right there is a part of, a part of the problem with black people. We try to give people passes for, for being, because we're a fan of them. We're not, we're not allowed to hold anyone accountable because we're a fan of them. Stop giving excuses to these people who are blatantly racist and see you in a way that you do not want to be seen. Period. Enough is enough with this nonsense. Leave the N-word alone. It's a, like, what, what does that do for you? What power does that give you? Nothing. It just makes you feel cool. If that makes you feel cool, I don't want to know your definition of cool. You're a fool. Simple as that. Let's move on. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's like I'm just speechless at that point. You feel me? Like people would even do things like that and say things like that in the day and age. And bro, you're you're a public like how does it say like how do you that. say I wasn't raised like yeah. that? Blah blah blah. It came out so smoothly out of your mouth. It was it must be like listen. Yeah, that was BS. All of that was just BS. Like come on, man. Like there was no there was no stutter. There was no hesitation. Like I. Like, so I may be that. making a very, very big accusation, but yeah, if it, I would not be surprised if this is the case for a lot of these NASCAR drivers. Because NASCAR drivers, I believe, are a reflection of their feds. They, they're, they're, a lot of them are ignorant to a lot of these things. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I think to go back to your part, Debo, you're this side where you said that um you don't really understand it. I think the one the a major reason why people are so infatuated with this word is because as black people that's so they that feel as though that nobody else can really touch. And so they see they feel like, well, why do they like that's the one thing that black people kinda have that's our own. And so when black people have that in like this society and this age, you're gonna have people mm. that try to take it because you're so used to taking that's things exactly from black what people it is. anyway. So that's really what it is. They can't really stand the fact that, that we have something that's our own. And what is that? Through the lens of privilege. We really can't have much. They've had society. everything, so they can't stand that we have something that we are, we keep it coveted to ourselves. And, and, and that's that. Right. Well, quarantine number one went well. And, and, I, and let me just say, before we end this episode, I want to say to everybody... Please be safe out here. Take take the necessary precautions. Nice. Wash your hands. Wear gloves. <clears throat> like do everything. You nasty. You don't want to get yourself sick. Right. You don't want to get your family sick. Please, if as I said in the beginning nice. of the show, right. if you don't have a, an essential reason to be outside, stay your behind in the house. Right. right. And real quick before we get off, I just want to yes, send yes. my condolences to uh Carl Anthony Towns. You know, his mom mm-hmm. his mom passed away from yes. COVID nineteen. And any other families who was affected, he might have been sick or passed away from yeah, everybody with some disease. So I send my condolences out to you guys. And um we just gotta band together to um fight this disease. 
Hey, man, I really hope everybody, uh, you guys need to stay in the house. Everybody needs to, you know, just make sure y'all taking the, the necessary precautions. Like, you know, Brandon said, this is serious. Like, we're not we're not playing with, you know, something, you know, that's we could just, oh, I'm going to cough and, you know, get over it. Like, nah, it's not just a cold. You may be okay because you're young or you're strong, but, you know, the people you love, you never know. They may have an illness that, you know, that could really affect them. So just take it, take this serious. Make sure you're washing your hands. Put on your mask when you go outside if you have to go outside. Um, yes, and, please stay you know, safe. Everybody stay safe. And please. hopefully we'll be, you'll be here from us soon. But until then, peace and love and have a good night.